Welcome to the Give to Profit podcast, the podcast that inspires business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders to turn their business into a profitable force for good. During our bi-weekly episodes, you'll hear how founders and leaders put charitable giving and social impact at the heart of their business and the many benefits that come from doing this. We also interview leaders of causes, charities and agencies who are leading the way in how they partner with micro and SME businesses. You can find full show notes for today's show and join our membership community at givetoprofit.com. This is where you can also sign up to receive regular tips and updates about events worth checking out, including the Give to Profit Business for Good conference we're hosting in Edinburgh in April 2019. So now here's your host, TEDx speaker, author and business mentor, Alison McKenzie. Welcome to this episode of the Give to Profit podcast show. This is your host, Alison McKenzie, and as always, I'm delighted to be here. So today's episode is a slightly different format to any of the ones I've done until now. And the reason for this is that earlier this year, I was very fortunate to be invited to deliver a TEDx talk. And the topic of my talk was, isn't business a great opportunity to be kind? Now, this talk has just been released on the, the, on the TEDx platform on YouTube so people can watch the talk, but I felt it would be a good idea to also share it on the podcast so those of you who don't watch YouTube or haven't had access to it could actually listen to the core messages and ideas that I'm sharing around how business can be a great opportunity to be kind. And in this talk, I do share a lot about how... the young genocide survivors I worked with in Rwanda inspired me to create the whole give to profit business model. So what I'm going to be sharing in this episode is a recording of the recording that I was listening to for the couple of days leading up to the talk when I was practicing the talk again and again and again and again to get it as much in my head as I possibly could so I didn't go over the 18 minute time slot that we have to deliver TEDx talks. And so that's what I'm sharing with you today. It's obviously slightly different to the version that you will see of the actual talk that I delivered that's available on YouTube because when we speak and snore whenever I stand up and speak what I say is slightly different but most of the core messages are the same obviously if you do want to actually watch the talk you can pop on over to YouTube where you'll see the talk and slides and things as well but I do hope you enjoy the episode I'd love to hear what you think and you know following on from the concept of TEDx you know that's all about ideas that are worth spreading if you think this is an idea worth spreading in that business is a great opportunity to be kind please 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 do share this podcast episode and the youtube video and get in touch and let me know what your thoughts are thanks very much for tuning in to today's show i hope you enjoy it rwanda often conjures up images of guerrillas volcanoes or genocide For me, it evokes a deep sense of love, peace and gratitude to all the young genocide survivors there who have profoundly changed my life and inspired me to adopt a more compassionate approach to business. Come join me to find out more. Wow, how did I end up here? Standing in an orphanage at the top of a mountain in Rwanda, in front of a sea of unfamiliar faces looking at me. Watching, waiting 
eager for me to start. Gosh, I'm way outside my comfort zone. Only a few weeks ago, I was running a successful training consultancy business, spending most of my time delivering courses in workplaces. But now I'm in a very different world and unsure what to do. The shy little girl inside, who used to blush whenever anyone spoke to her, feels like she skate-crashed someone else's party, with no idea if she's going to pull it off. All sorts of doubts are flying around inside my head as I stand here feeling alone. What am I doing here? What are they thinking? What are they expecting? What if what I do at home doesn't work here? Meeting the group of young genocide survivors for the first time a few minutes earlier had been easy. In fact, it had been a wonderful uplifting experience to start the day with African singing and dancing to improvised drum beats on a bucket followed by a few minutes of prayer. But now they're waiting for me to start today's training. In this drafty bare brick shed, a bit like an aircraft hangar with nothing more than holes in the walls for windows, all very different to what I've been used to. It was just three months ago that I set the intention to do something more meaningful with my life. For the previous few years, I'd really enjoyed building up my business since leaving the investment industry, but I felt I'd become a slave to the job I'd created. Yes, I loved what I did, but I was working long hours, I was away from home too much, and I felt there was something missing. Whenever I saw films of people suffering around the world due to conflicts or natural disasters, I'd feel useless, because I didn't think there was anything I could do. I'm not a medic, a builder or disaster recovery specialist who could go and help. Yes, I regularly send money through disaster relief agencies, but that never felt enough. Has there ever been a pivotal moment that significantly changed the direction of your life forever? I remember vividly the day I left a lucrative corporate training contract and decided to volunteer overseas. I'd just returned from an overseas trip working for a client who had very different values to me. That morning I entered their office and I knew I'd had enough. I could no longer work with businesses that didn't care about the impact they were having on people, communities or the planet. So I ended my contract and instead spent the next few hours enjoying the sunshine with my sister, sipping wine and chatting about our ideas for the future. At that stage, I had no idea that charitable giving and supporting social causes would become a core part of my life and business in the way it has. My initial intention was simply to give back. A phrase I now hate, but that's a story for another time. All I knew that day was that I wanted to do something more meaningful that involved supporting young people, made use of my skills and fed my passion for travel. I was looking for a new adventure. As so often happens when you stop doing something that drains your energy and get clear on what you'd like instead, new opportunities appear. And that's what happened for me. The very next day I received an email with a link to a short film about a project in Rwanda helping young genocide survivors. I immediately sent an email back saying, I love what you're doing in Rwanda and would like to hear more. I got an immediate response from the founder of the charity and during our first conversation a few days later, she invited me to join her in Rwanda. And that's how I find myself at the top of a mountain in Rwanda with these young genocide survivors shortly after. Our work during that first trip involved trauma healing, 
teaching heart-centred leadership skills plus entrepreneurial and employability skills, all with the intention of equipping these young people with skills and resources so they could create better futures for themselves. We started with trauma healing to help them overcome the trauma of experiencing some of the worst things you can ever encounter as human beings. The same emotions such as anger, hatred, fear, anxiety and helplessness that drive others to terrorism. Through the work that we did, we helped these young people replace what they'd been feeling with genuine feelings of love, joy and compassion. Most were even able to find forgiveness in their hearts for what they had experienced during the genocide. We then taught them basic life skills that most of us learn from our parents and those we grew up around. And only once they had these foundations in place did we move on to teach them the entrepreneurial and employability skills so that they could earn money to support themselves and their families. Most of what I do now has been inspired by these young people. I'd intended my participation in the project to be a one-off trip so I could decide whether I wanted to continue to support them financially. But the first trip burst my heart open with love and unleashed a desire to help that was so strong I couldn't walk away. I couldn't leave these young people I'd just met. Young people helpless yet eager to create better lives. Young survivors who were keen to learn. Young people, just like you and I once were, but through the unfair lottery of life had endured horrors and hardship most of us will hopefully never experience. Since then, I've been back in Rwanda many times, helping these young people to set up businesses, find jobs, go to university, overcome many of life's challenges, and to, for some of them to go on and get married and have children. A tragic twist was witnessing how these young people in Rwanda helped survivors and families from the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in 2012 overcome their grief and loss. It was an incredibly healing experience for those involved. But it wasn't until we showed them a documentary film made about their journeys that I realised the impact and potential of our work. There we were, 16 of us crammed into a makeshift cinema in one of our hotel rooms, watching them emerge from being tragic genocide survivors to beacons of light, touching hearts around the world. The film had won accolades and awards at international film festivals. Once ignored by the world when they needed us most, their voices were now being heard. Without a doubt, deciding to get actively involved with regular trips to Rwanda rather than just donating money has been one of the best decisions I've ever made in so many ways. It has helped me reconnect the core essence of who I am and the authentic person I was born to be. As someone who hasn't had my own children and has silently grieved for the loss that brings, I now feel a deeper sense of meaning, peace and contentment in my life. I no longer feel I need to justify my existence. I deserve to be here too. This is my way to contribute to the future of humanity. In the words of Morgan Scott Peck, I seem to be living a road less travelled. Before that first trip, I thought I was going to give back. But as anyone who does voluntary or humanitarian work will know, the greatest gifts often flow the other way. The people I worked with taught me so much about the capacity we all have as human beings to survive, to heal, to love and to forgive. 
They have given me a different perspective on the long-term challenges of war and poverty. I now also have a much greater appreciation for the opportunities and freedom I enjoy simply because I was born during peacetime in Europe. I am full of wonder and gratitude to these young people I met in Rwanda who have helped me become a much better global citizen. All that feels great and would have been plenty, but that's not all. One of the biggest surprises has been the impact my humanitarian work has had on my business. You see, when I came back from that first trip, I needed to raise money to fund future trips and to continue to support the charity. But how do you do that when you're running a full-time business? To me, it was obvious. I didn't want my fundraising to eat into my personal time as I was already struggling to maintain a good work-life balance. And so I decided to make these miracle bead bracelets. I started taking these along to networking events in the hope that a few people would buy them, and they did. Much to my surprise, I'd regularly raise a few hundred pounds at events, and the more events I went to, the more funds I raised. Over time, I started to become known as the woman raising funds for genocide survivors in Rwanda. My brand had become more memorable, and people were keen to support me. For example, friends started holding fundraising parties, inviting me to their homes to teach their friends techniques to help them cope with stress and to sell my bracelets. People bought my bracelets and also started booking one-to-one sessions with me too. I was asked to speak at networking events, local groups and conferences. Wherever I went, I took along my bracelets, often raised more funds for the cause and picked up a few more clients along the way. I also started running fundraising events for people in my business community. Auctions, film nights, training, workshop and online events. Running fundraising events became one of my main strategies that I'd used to test products and services. Soon I became aware that my fundraising and charitable activities were generating all sorts of business new opportunities, new clients, business partners, contacts and additional revenue streams I wouldn't otherwise have had. Around that time, I started to realise that what I thought about business had changed, that I now saw business as a great opportunity to be kind, not just for social enterprises, but all types of business. Over the years, my charitable giving has evolved to a point where I put social impact at the core of my business. It influences who I work with as clients and business partners, who I take on as suppliers, the products and services I offer, how I launch or promote my products and services, and much more. Seeing what I was doing, others started to ask me to help them do the same, and that's when the concept of what I call Give to Profit was born. Give to Profit is a compassionate business model for business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders who want to grow a successful business that is both profitable and makes a difference in the world, for those who are driven more than simply making money. You see, most business owners think they need to choose between setting up a business that focuses solely on profits or if they want to tackle a social problem or do good in the world, that they need to set up a charity or social enterprise. But charities and social enterprises are not suitable vehicles for lots of people setting up in business. So many socially conscious business owners and entrepreneurs set up businesses that focus on making money and keep their charitable giving separate. Simply because they don't realise 
that it doesn't have to be that way. That as a business owner, they can do both, make money and do good in the world at the same time. In fact, for those of us who care and are motivated to make a difference, leaving our heart at the door of business doesn't work. Denying this part of ourselves causes inner conflict and dissatisfaction. We don't feel whole. In a similar way, making too many compromises in relationships or jobs isn't sustainable either. That's where Give to Profit comes in, incorporating charitable giving and social impact into business activities and creating authentic commercial businesses that are doing good in the world. It's about more than simply making philanthropic donations to causes, but rather partnering strategically with charities, causes, NGOs and community projects for maximum impact. Give to Profit is a really easy model for all small to medium-sized businesses to use to become a profitable force for good. And there's a spectrum of business giving. Some businesses choose to only adopt one or two giving strategies. While at the other end of the spectrum, social, others define social impact mission statements and implement supporting charities across all their business activities. The good news is that not only is Give to Profit a rewarding and meaningful way to do business, doing good is actually good for business too. We live in a time when consumers, investors and employees are challenging businesses to demonstrate they care to stop focusing solely on profits at the expense of people, communities and the planet. But don't just take my word for it. As a consumer, imagine you have the choice of two cups of tea or coffee. You can buy one from a company that's obsessed with profits, treats its staff and customers terribly and is having a negative impact in your community or on the planet. Or you could buy exactly the same cup of tea or coffee from a cafe that's making a real difference in your local community, has a very pleasant experience for all customers, they seem to care and are donating some of the price you pay towards a cause. I wonder if you'd be more inclined to buy the second one, the one where the cause would benefit from your purchase. I wonder if you'd even be prepared to pay more to the business doing good. What you've shown me is consistent with the wealth of market research that indicates doing good is good for business. According to Cone Communications, 91% of global consumers expect companies to do more than make a profit. A recent study by the Boston Consultancy Group showed companies that implement social impact strategies across their business experience increases in both their valuations and profits. The Havas Meaningful Brands Agency found meaningful brands outperformed the stock market by an incredible 206% in the 10 years to 2016. If the role of business is to meet the needs of consumers and investors, businesses that ignore the call for a more compassionate approach to business do so at their own peril. This is where each and every one of us can help make the world a better place. The genocide survivors I met in Rwanda taught me that business is a great opportunity to be kind. Businesses don't need to choose between profits or doing good. That doing good and focusing on impact is actually good for business. Imagine what could happen if more businesses were a force for good. Today I invite you to consider the part you play in turning this into reality. As individuals, 
What type of businesses do you buy from, work for or invest in? Are they making the world a better place or destroying it? If you're involved with a charity, social enterprise, cause or club, how could you make it easier for businesses to support you? For any business owners or leaders in the audience, how could you incorporate charitable giving or social impact strategies into your business? Whatever you decide to do, remember, business is a great opportunity to be kind and what you do next matters. Thanks for tuning in to the Give to Profit podcast. You can find full show notes for today's show at givetoprofit.com. This is where you can also check out the Give to Profit membership community, a special place where you can connect with Alison and other like-minded business owners and entrepreneurs and learn how to turn your business into a profitable force for good in ways that are joyful, effective and legal. It's also the place where you can find out about our future events, including the Give to Profit Business for Good conference in April 2019. And if you don't already have a copy of Alison's best-selling book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, you can get a copy of it on Amazon around the world.